mastering your emotions so you can be a safe space for the feminine mm, is yes. actually to me the art of masculinity so i would think it means two things to me one it's always like an eye of the beholder so realize that it's okay to have a different view than somebody else two it's always being created and recreated uh i i think it means an openness to growth an openness to learning an openness to looking at what is masculinity in me and having curiosity about what parts are serving me and what parts maybe aren't serving me so well anymore. And so the art of masculinity is truly that. If you can master being a lion and a lamb, you've mastered masculinity. The art of masculinity to me means knowing how to gracefully dance between both the feminine flow and the structure of the masculine. This is The Art of Masculinity with your host, Johnny Elsasser. Today's very special guest on The Art of Masculinity is my amazingly gorgeous and talented wife, Taylor Simpson. Now, many people know her as a spiritual and sacred feminine coach who helps you tap into areas of your life to help expand your business and happiness. But in this particular episode, we focus a lot more on her business building skills, how she has built grassroots from the ground up her business and she has transformed it multiple times to be what it is today transitioning with ease and effortlessness which is such a talent that many people don't possess so it was a very enlightening episode i gained a lot from it even though i've watched her do this for years it's really great to get her perspective and get these thoughts out of her mind as to how she conducted this which is incredibly special for anybody out there that's looking to build a business this year in 2023 or anybody that's currently building a business right now and you're in this phase of wanting to transition to something different or maybe incorporate new things but you're not quite sure how this is absolutely the episode for you so i hope you guys enjoy this episode and i'll see you all around the corner welcome back everyone <laughs> i guess i'm starting <laughs> welcome back to the show welcome this back. is a new voice on here Welcome back to whichever show you're listening to this on. <laughs> we were actually dual recording this for the Embodied Woman podcast. So if you're listening to that show, show, hi, 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 hi. And we're also recording this for... The Art of Masculinity podcast. So if you're listening from my show, hello. And this is my gorgeous wife, hello. Taylor Simpson Castoel Sasser. Hello. <laughs> and this is my amazing husband, Jonathan Sexy Elsasser. I don't know if that's a name, but we'll go with it. <laughs> well, welcome on the show. Yeah, welcome. Um, it's going to be a really fun episode today yeah. because I have an expert here from somebody who's an expert in building from the ground up uh, in her entrepreneurship journey in business. And for all you guys listening on the Embodied Woman podcast, as you guys know Taylor very well, maybe some of you guys have not heard her entrepreneurship journey, or it's been a while since you guys have had the opportunity to hear what it's like to be in that position. And it, we're going to address something where I think a mm -hmm. lot of people are in, both men and women. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. And I have no idea what you're going to ask me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to ask either. <laughs> I'm going to probably black out here for a second and just let some stuff come out. But Yeah. Well, the intention behind this, this Johnny interviewing me is to 
see things in a different way or hear things in a different way in a way that I could never think to share on the podcast. So thanks for joining. Thanks for like saying yes to this. Yeah, so what's your first course. question? I live with these. I don't really have a choice. But <laughs> <laughs> it's either this or like no sex. That's <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, so I, I want to start because I want to start where somebody is they're they're doing the business stuff they've started and things are starting to look like there's some daylight in the the gloomy clouds that have been sitting overhead for the first while while they started and they're starting to have that opening for their business where it looks like things are going to start doing well but there's a lot of self-doubt there mm -hmm. so in that self-doubt a lot of people find themselves doing procrastination Mm -hmm. Right. So then they put off the thing that they need to do or they start to elongate some of the easy things that need to happen in their lives. And you have been in this many times because mm -hmm. of the fact that you have pivoted numerous times throughout your career. And it's almost like there was there was different gaps every time you pivoted. There was different gaps like to get that business opened up. So what was it like for you when you went through some of that self-sabotage of mm -hmm. negotiation in your mind? And then the, the, the added question to that was what kept you moving forward and not allowing that self-doubt to take hold? Mm, I love this question. And, and for me, I, I want to start with, I look at, instead of using the word pivoting, I like to say the word expanding. Yeah, because, it's a better word. Yeah, the word yeah. pivoting can create this like stop, start, stop, start, and you're like having to stop, turn, and so it's actually just out and up, out and up, just expanding. So I, I actually changed my relationship with that word a couple years ago for that reason because I kept thinking it's so hard to pivot. People aren't going to stick around if I pivot. And I was like, wait a minute, how could I look at this this shift in a different way, in a more empowering way? So just anchor that in for anyone who's maybe stuck in the loop of pivoting is a sticky thing, just delete the word pivoting and see it as expanding. And so I think back probably the most like sticky expansion period I went through is going from, let's say the most recent one, because I could share the fitness into mindset, but that's, that's old news. I would say the most recent-ish one is shifting from like being a money mindset coach to an actual like conscious leader in the the wealth business medicine energetics space and so for me that that shift there was a lot of self sabotage around who am i to to speak on maybe deeper topics who am i to show up in this bigger, brighter way when I could just be sailing kind of kind of quietly as a money mindset coach and a business coach and just kind of doing my thing there. And this has nothing to do with anyone. If you're a business or money mindset coach, this is nothing about how you see yourself. This is how I was seeing myself as kind of I, I hit my own personal threshold of being a money and business coach. And it was like, there's more depth I want to bring. There's more expansion that I want to bring for my clients. I felt like just kind of unfulfilled. And so that, that shift, uh, that evolution came with looking in the mirror and really thinking, okay, if, if I'm having self-doubts of expanding in this way, of being bigger, of playing bigger, of shining brighter, of owning my deeper medicine and my wider medicine, I bet there's other women who are also struggling with this too. So as a leader, what would I do if I'm shifting into becoming a conscious leader, not just a coach, a conscious leader, therefore I have to pave the way. 
Like I have to go first. I get to go first. And that means I get to show other women that, Hey, you can make this jump. You can, whatever that is in your life, whether it's a jump from nine to five to doing your own business from one hobby to a more in-depth hobby to maybe stepping on the plant medicine path for the first time, whatever kind of shift you're at right now where you're about to fly. That's who I was thinking of when I made that, of that woman on the edge who is like, I need to see someone doing it. I need to see someone shining and that it's okay to shine. And so just that pep talk over and over again until I got to a place of not making it about me and making it about the woman who needs me to go first so she can go first for herself and other people. So you, what, so when you were having that self doubt, like, who am I, what were some of the other things you were telling yourself? Like, what were some of the things that your little devil on your shoulder was telling you? Yeah. Will people judge me? Will people unfollow me? Not like Mm -hmm. me? Will peers be like, who is she to like join this club? Uh, yeah, judgment from others, judgment from peers, judgment from people I looked up to, who is she to do this? The, the voice was telling me, you know, uh, you have to pay, you have to pay your dues. You need to be on the medicine path longer. You need to do this longer. You need to make this amount of money in order to be a, a leader. A bunch of just illusionary stories mm-hmm. that I'm grateful I've had done enough work. Whenever those stories come up to catch them, but there were some like the judgments. Definitely been, was a big one that kept me small longer than I than I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And for maybe some of those people out there where they're struggling with not only that conversation, but they also still kind of have that, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to call you guys out your poor relationship with money mindset. So they're like, well, what if all of a sudden, like, I don't get the clients? What if the clients don't come? What if the clients aren't willing to pay what I'm asking them to pay? Cause it's not about, it's that equal exchange of energy. It, yeah. You know, money is energy. So we do have to have a value for it in the sense of like, we are giving our time, but people that don't have that mindset of like, oh, the money will come, the abundance mindset, they might be thinking, okay, now on top of the self-sabotage of like, am I good enough and all of the other things, it's the, will the money even come in? Like, could mm-hmm. I sustain my lifestyle? So what do you say to those people that are in that position in their business where that's paired up with that conversation? Totally. And that's where we, it's like hitting that, that pause button for a moment and, and asking ourselves, okay, where is the story coming from? Who modeled the behavior that either, either only certain people make certain money doing what they love, or it has to be really, really hard to do it that there must be some way that I'm missing some easy button. So first it's really zooming out like the hawk and looking at where these stories came from, getting to the root of who passed these stories down. Parents, society, movies, social media. And the moment you can see where it came from or ish where it came from, we can then detach ourselves from that story. And it doesn't become our story. It becomes, oh, of course I have this story carrying around with me in my wagon because it was modeled by my mom or my dad. And I see that maybe unconsciously I've been wanting and seeking their approval. They're being proud of me. They're whatever fill in the blank is that if no matter how hard I try on social media with my brand, with my selling, if that hasn't been looked at, that core wound under the money wound, you can do everything until you're blue in the face 
but the money is going to be hard to receive. You might receive it, but you'll feel unfulfilled, ungrounded, like there has to be an easier way. And so, yeah, it's getting to the root of that money story in general and then clearing that. Then you can get to the next level of seeing money in a new way. And one of my favorite mantras, about a dozen of them, one of my favorite ones around money is I love knowing that when I come from a place of love and everything that I do, money is inevitable. Money is energy. Money is the frequency of abundance. It's flowy. It's fluid. I like to say money is a little slut. That's how I explain it. Like Mm -hmm. she's a dirty little slut and she likes to sleep around. Like she doesn't pause and hang out. And and if you restrict her, then she's going to try to leave you and never come back and tell all the other money sluts that you're a bad pimp. That's literally how I teach, how I teach it. And so then you get to look at, okay, if I got to the root of the original money block Now, this is where I see I have room to grow, looking at money in a fresh, new set of eyes. Mm, Yeah, that's really good. And so what about the what about the well, I'm not good enough to make a lot of money. Mm. What about the I I don't deserve that or yeah, I'll make money, but I'm only going to make what about even the people that are like, oh, I really want to only make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And they're like, they're not really looking at what, like what they can bring into their lives. What about those people saying those things? Yes. So if we are made from the stars, which I firmly believe, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably subscribe to that too, that we come from the stars. We're not just like bloop here, humans. Therefore we are, we came through a womb of our mother. Like that's pretty fucking magical. Like we came through a portal from a world that we can't see with our two eyes. And so with that in mind, that means we are quite literally infinite possibilities. We are it all. We are it all. And so therefore, if we are at all, if we are infinite possibilities, if we came from another world that we can't see, which is pretty fucking magical, I bet you that we could play with the idea and let the mind perceive, wait a minute, if I'm infinite possibilities and I came through this portal, I bet you I can tell the mind a different story. A, hey mind, let's for today, just play with the fact that I'm infinite possibilities and I'm open to seeing things in a new way. Right when we talk to the mind like that, this is a, this allows us to detach from the ego and the the human self. So right now the mind might be telling you, "Yeah, I'm not able to make that amount of money. I only can, I only want this amount." The mind is perceiving what you think it wants because of past situations, mm-hmm. past proof. You're not enough. You're not worthy. Blah blah blah. Fill in the blank. And so when you could see, okay, I see that these beliefs, these projections, these desires that aren't really like, I could feel myself being capped by them or limited by them. How can I tell the mind, hey mind, I know you have proof from the past that it's not safe to fill in the blank. Now I want to choose a new story. Like, hey mind, what would it look like for you to attach to a new story of just for 24 hours, I'm going to play in the realm of infinite possibilities and let the mind attach to that new story. The mind is a puppy dog. When you tell it to attach something, it's going to attach to it, but you want to give it a mission. You want to give it a direction and again and again and again until the old programming of the mind starts to dissolve because you're choosing a new story over and over again, but it takes consistency. And Mm -hmm. devotion and dedication and like getting out of your own way to see a new way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in kind of, you know, where people, when they get stuck with these patterns, they get stuck with these conversations in their head. 
you talked about how you were doing it for, you know, the woman that needed to see that there was a front runner here. You needed to be, somebody had to basically take up the spear and say, I'm going to be the leader of the pack. Right. And so you, that was kind of your mantra to push you through these moments of blockages or sabotage and to give clarity to how to progress forward. What does that look like for, or what's the, I would ask like, what's kind of the process you could give to somebody to develop? Cause I, I'm not a big person of uh, like, you're, you might, I don't we might contradict on this one. <laughs> I'm not going to tell somebody, well, you got to find your why. I think that's fucking mm. stupid because it's such a big question. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes it changes every single well, second. And sometimes the, your, your passion isn't your actual purpose. And so the why might actually come in much later on, like your dedicated purposeful why mm. might not come in till later. So you may not have that yet. So what do you give to people right now? What would you give to people that are like, okay, I see everything, I hear what you're saying, Taylor, but how do I get to the persistent version of Taylor where she pushed through this? What are What's maybe a technique or tool you can mm. toss to them? It's uh, the most, sounds, sounds like it's gonna be the most basic one, but trust me on this one, is to choose a better feeling thought. Mm. This is a okay. classic like Abraham Hicks, which you know I listen to every single day, all day yeah, long. Yeah, Rockets all of morning. Desire, all kinds yeah. of stuff. <laughs> so think about if I want to get there, if I want to be the version of me, of my of my future self, that is aligned, is abundant, is in the vortex, is infinite possibilities, blah, 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 making the money, doing the things. If I want to get there, I bet you she's feeling really, really good. Mm -hmm. I bet you she wakes it up feeling alive, feeling abundant, feeling excited. So if she's living that life and I'm living this life, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And so this is where you can either in your journal, write down all the beliefs and ways that you be today that are consistent, that don't match the version that you're stepping into. This way you can see what's keeping you from that bridge that connects those timelines and allows that version of you to be collapsed to the present moment. And so this is through each moment, asking yourself in this moment, is are these thoughts, is this feeling matching that of the version I which I, of who I desire to become? Mm -hmm. And if it's a no, shift it. If it's a no and it's too hard to shift because you're like, I'm in the fucking shit right now. Great. Be in the shit for a little bit. Honor that feeling, but don't become a victim mm -hmm. to that feeling. I like to say, choose your choices. Don't let your choices choose you. Mm -hmm. And so if we choose, okay, in this moment, I am definitely not matching the vibration or the thoughts or the feelings of my future self who is abundant, blah, blah, blah but I'm in something right now. So let me address this right now. Let me feel this right now. And then when I'm done processing what I'm moving through right now, because life and challenges happen, once I'm done with that, I have, I'm in a fork in the road. Again, the victim to keep staying in it or choosing to come out of it, yeah. choosing to keep moving forward because your future self is gonna move forward regardless. Yeah. And so if we can, in, in those moments, okay, in this moment, what feels better what I do personally is I think of Avery. I love you, but you don't come up. I think of Avery anytime. I'm not shocked. <laughs> you come up sometimes, but she gets me yeah, every time. I'm not shocked. Touche, fair enough. You probably do the same. Uh, whenever I'm in a, a moment of woe is me, falling into victim, and I can see myself spiraling down, which by the way, there was no down ever, but you feel like you're going down. You're going down on the frequency hurt chart. Yeah. And so when I feel myself going down. I'm like, oh fuck. I, could, I know it's about to happen if I don't choose right now. Mm. And I just think of Avery. Like I think of Avery's little hands, her little hair, like dancing with her. Mm. And that moment 
shifts the feeling in my body, the frequency yeah. in my body, just like that shifts. And then I move on with my day. But it's a, it's a habit that we have to stay consistent with. Yeah. It's almost like you need to have some good memory that holds uh, emotional, emotionally state changing, like a charge. Um, yeah, like charge yeah. over you. And so it's like when I'm down, I think of this memory or this person, and all of a sudden my energetic state changes, and then that brings me to a different frequency. Um, I think that's a great tool. I also love what you said because Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about this, and he talks about how you know if you sit and and actually to to add to taylor's recommendation is when you journal journal out the emotions and feelings that you would get when if you were that person yeah. you know that future person and then i would second that by saying then visualize that person and feel them in mm -hmm. your body because then which is pretty much what you said and this is how my brain resonates with it yeah. is then you can tap back into those feelings whenever you want to yep. but then you also can add like you said a memory that can help shift to similar feelings and yeah. then you can move to that vibrational state i love that yeah a state there change yeah. choosing to change your state yeah that's really nice yeah i love it so so really kind of shifting gears into what it's like to expand as well, because this mm -hmm. isn't just for entrepreneurs that are new to the game yep. and they're, they're about ready to, to do something they've never done before, like make a $10,000 a month, right? It's not just for them. It's for the people who've also been doing business, but they've, they've made a change. Maybe their formats changed. Maybe their platforms changed. Maybe their mindsets changed. They've evolved. And they're expanding, as you yeah. put, which I love, actually, because pivoting is it's pivoting is a stop and go. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's actually because you never stopped. No, you never, never. You, you I never pivoted. kept going. Yeah, yep. you, you're right. It expanded. It was almost like a rolling just an evolution. Yeah, it was almost like a, a rolling snowball. Yep, just it was momentum. Just like going down the mountain and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger yep. and bigger. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the snowball didn't stop and was no. like, which way do I turn? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept going. <laughs> so, um, and that was the thing you, you trusted. So when, when you trusted the expansion and yeah. somebody's looking at, at that and they're like, well, Taylor, I don't, I, I'm kind of like terrified right now because yeah. I've created a business on this and it's been successful, but I just don't feel aligned with it anymore. What am I going to do? Like, what, what do I, how do I can, I guess for a lack of better term, you can correct me if you have yeah. a better one, but lack of better term, how do I convince myself that mm. that expansion is going to be successful or uh, is truly what's aligned with me? Because I yeah. feel it, but I'm terrified of it because I've already created something that's got success over here. Yep. Um, I use like, I like to use the word excited instead of, instead of what was the word you just used that you're, I heard you convinced. say it, convinced. How can I get excited mm, to get behind yeah, this? Yeah, I like that. Like, how can I get so excited? And so for the woman who is, like she sees herself, or guy, or guy she sees herself expanding. And so it's getting what, I, what I'm what i hearing most likely in, in all the women I've, I've helped with through this is the fear of success. Yeah. Like when we've we've got it down, we've got our system, we're doing the thing, and it's like, okay, what next? It's like, oh shit, okay, if I've got this figured out, I've got this system, maybe I'm maybe expanding past the current thing, but I've got it down. I know how to build a business, blah blah blah. So that's not the problem. It's then the oh, does it get to be this easy? Mm -hmm. Like, does it get to be this fun? Now that I've got the systems, I'm just expanding. I'm just shifting right now. Like, am I capable of holding even more? 
Mm-hmm. If this has been working, am I capable of holding even more money, more people, more opportunities, more platforms being seen by more eyes? And so then it's checking in with the nervous system of, oh, can my body hold this right now? Mm-hmm. Is this going to keep me from from expanding into my next level? Can I stalk my shadow now? Meaning, can I check in with my nervous system and see hey, are you going to try to self-sabotage in the future when I'm about to really, really play big? And so that's where the nervous system regulation and healing and balancing that can help you when you get to the place of spreading the wings and really, really flying and being seen. You're already 10 steps ahead of yourself because I believe the only reason we have that fear of success and really expanding bigger once we got the systems figured down is because of being seen, the judgment, which then creates a, a glitch in our nervous system. So if we can fix the glitch before that happens, we're, we're good. And so not a lot of people speak on that because they think it's just mindset and keep playing bigger or expand bigger or just because you're shifting from this, you can't shift to this. I've learned over the past year or so that really we can't mindset ourselves into or mantra ourselves into higher levels of being and money and being seen without making sure our nervous system can expand with us. Mm. Yeah. And that's like, it's really interesting as you were talking I also had the question of, okay, I've seen you do this before. I've seen yeah. seen you do what you're talking about. Um, and I've witnessed it being very fruitful for you in your business and expansive in your business. But then the other thing that you, you have a beautiful, uh, you just have a beautiful technique towards is the fact that like, you're like, I'm expanding. Okay. And now I'm going to create this. And you think of something to create and you go a hundred percent in, like, I feel like most people and everybody listening to this, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to resonate with this. They're like, okay, I see the thing that I want to expand into. I see how I want to create that, but I'm going to keep one foot over here in the old business while I do half mm-hmm. of like myself into that. How do you like, you almost burn <laughs> the boat to the old business. Like you, there's no turning back for you. You're like all in on it. And it, that's why it's wildly successful when you yeah. do it. But what is, what is that superpower in you that you have that most people, they want to, they want to hold that comfort foot in one area and then they want to only put their other foot in the other area. They yep. don't want to put both feet. Yep. And this can even be like in your own business, um, when it comes to whether it's an old business or you're not shifting businesses, businesses, maybe you're adding something on. So just to give another example here, maybe you want to step away from private coaching, but you have still one foot in it while you're doing the other things, but you're doing that one foot from a place of fear versus a place of like, oh, financially I cannot do this and then just move forward. So just another example of how that can work within your business versus stepping out of a business. And so for me, one, I really do attest a lot to the modeling that I received growing up on this one. My superpower is witnessing both parents really when they put their mind to something in their business, in their life, they got it done. Mm -hmm. They did it. That's all I was modeled growing up. I'm really grateful I didn't have parents who didn't believe in themselves and didn't model that. Yeah. Like that's that's all I knew growing up. Yeah. Um, did I see in other people, whether it's siblings or family members, not do the opposite? For sure. But something within me that I know that was a part of my my dharma and my karma is to pick up those codes from my parents of 
when I see something, I go after it. Not even go after it because I don't like that term, go after it. Mm-hmm. And that's an old kind of a, a habit. When I see something, I just allow my the momentum to take me towards it. Yeah. And I think even correcting myself there is probably a testament to what you said. When I put my mind to it, it always blows up because yeah. I just, I see it and I allow it. I see it and I allow the momentum to move me forward. So I give that, that visual example of whenever we have a desire, we have two choices to like see it and like try to make it happen, pull towards it, grind towards it, or we can see it, open up, like open up our heart trust the momentum of choosing to feel good, choosing to feel good. Everything we've talked about so far is going to literally just carry me to meet that desire. That's why when I think of something, whether it's in my business, a program, I mean, overnight, I'll sell it. And because I allowed the momentum, my connection with source, with the universe, with God, that is this for me? And if it's like a full body, yes, that it's for me, that means that when I then allow the momentum to take me, I'm coming from love. And when I come from love, people, my audience feel that mm. and they join the momentum with me. Mm. Yeah. And you are, you are your mother's daughter. Your mom <laughs> like doesn't, uh, one of the only women other than you that just like has, she sees what needs to be done and honestly sees zero obstacles. I don't see, I don't, I no. don't, see, I see opportunities to learn and I welcome them and I see moments where but I don't even think you, I don't, I honestly don't think you see that you, you don't see any obstacles. No. Now I don't an, see I them, think, but I'm open if they do happen yes. to deal with them. Well, I definitely don't go looking you, for them. You treat obstacles as opportunities yes. is what you do when they come, when they come. But when you start, it's like, you see just this open, beautiful, Clean, clear. green grass yeah. field. And you're just like, there's nothing in the way. Nothing in the way. And that's exactly how your mom is. Your mom's just like, okay, there's, I see the other side of the field that yep. I want to get to. Yep. And it's just this beautiful flat open field. Yep. And if a mole pops up, we'll deal yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. But I don't want, I don't expect that. Right. And I definitely don't manifest and that. I think that's where a lot of people have the struggle. I know myself yeah. personally and, and for the guys listening on the, the art of masculinity right now, I know a lot of guys are like, bro, I see problems everywhere because we're always contingency planning. Like, okay, if this, the, and you know this masculine. about me, like if this bad thing happens, like what's my plan to get around it? Cause I can see that there's a potential for that. Right. Therefore you manifest the bad thing. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's kind of like my next question for you is, is how do we really talk about, uh, manifestation and persistence? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, um, when we talk about manifestation, it gets, it gets to that point where like, oh, okay, bro, like this manifestation, like aliens ain't dropping down into my future and like doing crazy stuff because I think they're going to right? but manifestation there, you and I have both seen it yeah. in our lives. It's, it's a very powerful tool. And I think people that, that negate that are just, they're closed minded to it, but there is, I think a combination of persistence and manifestation that couples very well together yeah. and you have that. Yeah. So how do you speak to that and kind of enlighten people on mm-hmm. what that looks like from your perspective, persistence and manifestation together? Yeah. I want to say what that means to me actually of if the word manifestation triggers you or you're like, you're so over it, like, you know, so 1995, I want to invite you to look at it as a desire that you would love to see happen in your life. And then when it happens, a desire that, oh my gosh, it's here. Yay. That's all it is. Like if the manifestation sounds woo woo or weird to you, again, or you're over it, that's all that a manifestation is. A desire that you see come into physical fruition. And so the consistency, really, I hear devotion and trust. 
So when we are consistent from a place of holding the love around our desire, we're not pushing towards it, not going after it. We see it, we feel it, we shift our body. Therefore, my devotion to my desires will allow me to know that my desires are also devoted to me. And therefore, when there was that equal exchange of my de- my desires, like hanging out at a bus station, like you'll get here soon, don't worry, keep keep just riding the train. I got you. I'm pulling you towards me. You don't have to do a thing. Just stay consistent on feeling good, on being love, on on doing your inner work, doing that stuff. Therefore, that equal exchange of energy will collapse time, and then I'm with the desired outcome. But yeah, consistency for me is actually devotion. It's devotion to the my greater good, my greater path, why I'm here on this earth. Mm. And that motivates me to be consistent. Would you say, or would you agree with it that, um, that when we get to that point and the manifestation actually materializes in our life, that celebration after that is key if we want to continue to have those things in our lives? Absolutely. Uh, Celebration, gratitude. And here's where what's been like a really big medicine for me. This is a perfect thing. I want to just anger this thing because I'm sure other people are dealing with this too. Of When we have the manifestation, the desired outcome, whatever word you want to use, come in, celebrate, gratitude, like feel it in the body because when we feel it in the body, we're projecting to our past self who wanted this desire Mm. and we're telling her telling him we did it like we allowed it to have like to happen this time was illusion and also then projects to our future self hey i'm feeling gratitude so it's not just about feeling gratitude this actually affects our past and future self and collapses more time Mm. so celebration gratitude and then here's where people from myself get stuck of oh i did it I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm celebrating. I'm just going to sit back and like chill. You know, I'm good. I did the thing. And then we kind of fall back into maybe not late. I like to use the word lazy, but just kind of capping ourselves versus thinking, celebrating gratitude. And the thing we we say in in Untamed is fuck yes, more please. Mm. So it's celebration, gratitude. All right. Fuck yes, more please. Because we are expanding constantly. We're the universe expanding. We're all expanding. We contract to inhale, expand to exhale. And so knowing that we are constantly expanding humans in the universe, therefore, why would I want to pause and stop? Mm-hmm. I can celebrate, but keep the momentum going by saying, all right, universe, what else? Fuck mm-hmm. yes, more please. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. And not having that for a place of needing or lack or scarcity or I need more, I need more. It's actually, I am so celebratory of this moment that I am so excited to see what's next. Mm. And then we're just being, we're we're like flowing down a river or a waterfall is just pouring on top of us. The waterfall doesn't ever stop pouring. Like it drips Mm. on you and then it keeps dripping. The waterfall isn't like, Hey, I'm going to give you a moment to like, you know, dry off. No, the waterfall keeps pouring on us. Mm. So why would we stop anything? Keep the water pouring by fuck. Yes more please what's next Mm, really good i love that that's a really good analogy as well and like really good visualization so another thing that you've done in your expansion is that you and i have had some some pretty tough conversations about this not uh conflicting in our relationship but tough conversations for you 
was things like releasing control of some of your business aspects. Mm. And then when you've brought people in in the past, you know, sometimes they've let you down and then it validated some of the concerns you had. And so for those who are expanding, especially ones that are looking to add people into their vortex, into their business, into their growth, what are some things that you can help give them to say, yeah, like there, because you had this negotiation of, man, there are things I just should, I am the talent, I am the creator, there's things I shouldn't be doing. And you actually coach me through this now because (laughs) I'm dealing with this in my business. There's things that you just need to offboard. And so when you came up to those opportunities, Uh, what was it that really helped you to release that control and allow those people to take hold of that part of your business without having any resentment when they did potentially yeah. mess up or something like that? We're talking about you. <laughs> no, One of them. Not about me. I have not messed up your business. I know. No. <laughs> what, what comes to mind when I, I delegated Johnny to be the CFO and works with my accountant and everything in my business, because that was just not my zone of genius. And I say that because in the beginning, I was fearing you or the new team that we brought in, the new accountant was going to fuck up like the last one and wasn't going to be kind or whatever it was, fill in the blank. So I had to be like, okay, he could like, I trust him, but I was projecting my own lack of trust issues from past experiences onto you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was really, really an interesting time for me to I trust you fully, but to trust you in a way that I've never seen you perform in before was really fucking hard for me. And you crush it now. Now, like now you're well, I've like, I've just been embezzling all your money in the fucking penny stocks that are failing. So I love you. now you're just like, you're, you're so good at it. Like you're so good at it. Um, but there was a time where I was just like, yay, have it, but let me still be in it. Yeah. And that was, that was hard. And then when it comes for the the person who maybe is hiring their first hire, like I've got multiple hires now at this point, their first hire and it's, can they do it as good as me? Yes. That's a common one. Yep. Um, will they, will they spend more time on it? I could probably get it done faster or, or I can just do it myself. I may as well just do it because I'll do it faster and get it done. Right. Yes. But that's still that faster still might be two, three hours out of your day. Yes. Which adds up. Yeah. And so it's, I, what I had to do in the beginning, this was a, an analogy, uh, I give all the time cause it's so easy to relate to. So we could easily as entrepreneurs create a zoom link easily and email it to someone easy but the energy shift that takes is Mm. hours of our creativity that's powerful so my rule from i've been doing this now this has been my like my my foundation um my bottom my bottom line for probably at this point four years now is i will not create a zoom link yeah which means what else is on the same frequency of creating a zoom link for me mm. and so we could like i could be in the flow writing creating oh shit i gotta send someone that zoom link yep. boom you gotta hop out from your feminine yep. flow state which is receiving you shift into masculine you're shifting the sides of your brain your body your frequency and then to get back into your flow state that's going to take another hour or so yeah i know for a lot of women that's hard to go back and forth into that and so that that was my moment of wow it's not just a zoom link. Mm -hmm. It's so much 
more than that. Therefore, if I'm here to serve and to make the impact and to be in a, in my zone of genius, which is the creator, which is the envisionary, the visionary, I have to delegate anything that takes me out like the zoom links takes me out Mm. and then i was like oh this 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 and now i'm like the queen of delegating and i am and and what i've also learned and i want to give this is as entrepreneurs i really personally believe there is no room for 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 perfectionism if we are trying to be perfect at everything and make sure that every final thing is perfect we're not only holding our team up, but we're holding the thing that wants to get out. Yeah. I am the most, like, there's a few things that I'm, I am particular about, meaning the spacing between sentences in an email. Sure. On a quote card, they need to be clean. So yeah. those are the two things that my team knows that's that has to be done up to my standards. Anything else, though, is pretty much, I trust you. I trust that you saw my vision, you heard my vision, I gave you some examples, and they fucking crush it every time. They crush it every time. But it was hard in the beginning. Well, perfectionism is an excuse. And and anybody that wants to call me a liar, you know, you're ridiculous. (laughs) Self-sabotage. Go go read Excuses Be Gone, and you will get a smack in the face from Dr. Wayne Dyer. But, um, you know, perfectionism is an excuse. So I agree with you there. And that is brilliant. I love that, like, you've maybe even, would you agree that maybe... Maybe um, the people that who are really resonating with this episode right now, would you agree maybe that they could sit down and journal, maybe make a bullet point list of the things they feel are equivalent energetically to like a Zoom link that they're doing in their business? Yes. This is what I tell my clients to do on a regular, the the new ones that come to me to clean things up is I would track one week, one week of work throughout the day it's kind of micromanaging but you have to and just note everything you do how long it took Mm. and your energy afterwards did you feel alive afterwards or did you feel drained and then after a week you'll make a list then of things that drained me things that gave me life delegate everything that drained you as much as possible Mm. and keep everything that gave you life that's badass then part two after you delegate that let them do their thing then you do it again to the list that gave you life. Because what will happen is now that with more free time to be creative, you might realize, oh, this actually used to give me life, but this now gives me more life. I don't feel like editing my videos anymore. Yeah, Like they used to give me life and delegate those until we just keep getting to the pinpoint of our one like main zones of geniuses. Mm -hmm. Like we just mind podcasting, teaching, creating. Anything outside of that, I delegate. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I, and I think it's a, I think it's a constant evaluation. So it's not something that's, it's not like you do it once and you're like, great, I did it all. Like, this is great. This is what my life will be forever. No, it's like, Hey, check back in with yourself a month later, see where you sit with the same list another month later, like almost making it a periodic review of your day, of your hours, of of what your energy feels like with all these things. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. There's this one episode on, um, skinny confidential, uh, with Rob Deerdeck. I would hide this is so random, but I'm like this episode, which you should totally listen to, babe. I'll mm-hmm. give it to you. Rob Deerdeck was on their podcast for about like an hour and a half, sharing all of his tracking that he does yeah. for his daily habits. And it was like I did not expect that out of that episode. Yeah. It blew my mind. So just search Rob Deerdeck on the skinny confidential. And that episode will help you even like learn more finite ways to track in a way that like you show how you're shifting and how it's improving your life. Mm. He's coming out with like a software 
that you can track your life. It's wild. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, and I think like the, the caveat to this for everybody is that like, you don't have to just do it like Rob Deerdeck. You don't have to do it like Taylor, yep. but you should have some way of accounting for it just to see where you're at and then yeah. utilize the tool to benefit you in a way that helps you to expand. You don't yep. have to do it exactly like everybody else or like the, you know, the yep. a person does it. Um, that's really good. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So the other thing that I've seen you do aside from, you know, you've learned as a business, your business has grown and expanded. You've learned that there's energy, uh, withdrawals from you. So you've, mm -hmm. you've offboarded some of those tasks from yourself. But the other thing was, um, you, and you actually get a lot of compliments outside of me and <laughs> your, your close friends about this. I know personally people who use you in their business, um, how to teach people for business, how you do this with your life, but Instagram, mm. Instagram, especially cause we are talking to the art of masculinity yeah. group. Dudes do not like being on social media. That's just like a thing. Like we, we're like some women too. Don't, yeah. don't and, and want to. Sure. Yeah. Some women too. But, but I think collectively more dudes don't like being on there, right? Like they just don't, um, they'll scroll stupid shit and they'd rather go freaking do like dumb stuff sometimes like on YouTube and shit, but like they don't want to be, even though they might be making money on there as coaches or they might be running a business on there. They just don't like to show up as much. I don't think as women do. So, you have... I, think, I think you'd be really surprised by the way all the women listening are like you don't even know bruh oh, like... i'm not saying women don't i'm not saying women don't i just think <laughs> women dudes, watch like cat videos I, I, think and... dude, I think dudes just don't like like they don't dudes would rather not like even open maybe not even like open up instagram to be honest i think guys would rather not even do that i can see that i can in, see in that more, in more cases than women i can meet right? you there like i think that's where it's at but they, so anyways when they get on they still do the same <laughs> shit they scroll and like watch stupid <laughs> shit go. and they don't yep. do their business and stuff but you know there's guys running businesses on there don't like showing up for it i know yeah. plenty of them we've had conversations about it before yeah. shit i've been that guy before i do a lot <laughs> better now but i have I, I i really had to lay out a standard for myself yeah. to do that yeah um but what you do incredibly well is you live your life <clears throat> and you fold Instagram, which is a mechanism of your business into your life. So what it looks like to the untrained eye <laughs> is that you're always working. But <laughs> Am I, I know, always working? But I know from personal experience <laughs> that it's not even work uh -huh. for you. No. It's like a fun and, and you actually do it in a way majority of the time. Yeah. I would say majority of the time that's respectful to me yep. and to our time. Yep. Right. And so, um, it's very interesting because n I don't think many people are very good at doing that, but mm. you have found this way of creating your lifestyle and business all wrapped in one that it's not so intrusive and it's not work. Like yeah. I see you, it's not work for you. Mm -hmm. So can you give people a little bit of insight on how they can potentially start to shift that mindset and maybe do that in their life? So yeah. business grows for them but it's also authentic. Yep, totally. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful I've gotten to a place where I work a few a handful hours a week and it does, it has become very natural and that's consistency, first of all, and being in this for a little bit to learn what I don't like and what I don't wanna do. Um, for me, when I, let's say, for example, we're out living life, we're on vacation, we're out doing something out of dinner, I'll take a video, 
I do not post in real time unless it's something that like we're in the car and I can just that sort of thing. Sometimes you do and you're really fast at it, by like the way. It's, it's just crazy. Super fast. Stupid. But if we're fast. out and about, we're like, we are yeah. in the moment. Yeah. I do it. I save it. I post it yeah. later. The odds of me ever posting in real time is really slim. And if you've come to any of my retreats, women listening, you know this because you'll be there in real time and you'll see yourself on my stories like two days later and you're like, wait a minute. I don't ever do anything. It's unless I'm in my morning routine or something that's like one off. Um, I'll do that and post, but yeah, pro tip, don't do it in real time. If you're trying to be not be taken away from your family, from mm-hmm. vacation, from the present moment, post it later. No one gives a shit. No one knows. Doesn't matter. Um, and then I've, cre- I have been intentional about making sure that my brand is under an umbrella that evolves. I see so many women specifically and men most likely like give themselves a niche that's such a pivot hole that they can't incorporate anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of women creating these very niche, which is, you know, that maybe that's their jam for me. It's not very niched Instagram accounts with a very similar color feed. And they only talk about one thing. And I could only imagine, I know some of them that struggle then not sharing other aspects of their life because they've pigeonholed themselves mm. thinking that this is what will make money. This is what you're supposed to do. And, and what I see it as, why would I not want to incorporate the holistic that is my life? No. Do I share everything that's in my, going on in my life? Absolutely not. It might look like to the untrained eyes, you say, that I share everything. I definitely don't. That's yeah. for damn sure. I share maybe... of my life when it comes to things I'm working on, things I'm doing, personal stuff, like if I'm out and about. And so that's another thing. When you have, when what I would know to be true, when you have a holistic business, which means you have an umbrella statement that you can then talk about everything that you want and Mm -hmm. it makes sense, You it it looks like you're sharing everything, but you can make sure that you have privacy. My umbrella is living an abundant life, Mm -hmm. like living an abundant, free, liberated life. Therefore, I've given myself the opportunity to then talk about anything I want to under that. Mm. So if you found yourself in a pigeonhole, and maybe that's where the resistance of showing up on social media comes from, that's where the doubt comes from, the self-sabotage, the avoidance, I don't want to get on because there might be an umbrella statement that's missing. Mm. Therefore, the second guessing of what to post is there because there is no clarity and direction. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I, I watch you do, and it's really funny because I'm like, I never do it, but you're really good. Is like, you'll share when you buy something or you get gifted something from a company, you yeah. share about it, but it's so natural. Like you do it. You're not like, okay, I got to set this up and get lighting and do all this stuff. <laughs> you do it really well, but you do it so naturally. It's like, yeah. you're just literally sharing with your community, like what it is that you received. Cause you're like, oh, this is dope. Yeah. And that's, what's build trust with my community. Those yeah. listening who have been in my community, whether it's a week or multiple years, you trust me because I just, I am who I am. Like what you see on social media is literally what you see in real life. Like that's, that's, I don't know how to be any different. I don't know how to not be holistic and just naturally share a product that I receive that I'm an affiliate for because I want my community to feel involved and like a part of my life, not in my life, very different boundaries, a part of my life. (laughs) Therefore I want everything to feel natural because it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you've done a great job, babe, and I know that we're uh, winding down here. So you've done a great job with your business. I've watched you expand into multiple different um, avenues for your business, and you've mm-hmm. created success wherever you've gone. So for everybody listening, man or woman <laughs> listening right now, like take these tips and literally just apply them to what you're doing. I guarantee you, you'll see the benefits if you're if you're expanding or if you're stuck or whatever it is that you're going through right now. Yeah. What's um what's maybe like one of your final what's one of the one of the biggest things you have learned about yourself and your life? with the expansion of your business, uh, constantly expanding into yeah. different avenues. The statements coming through, I can probably take that many different directions, but I like this. What I've learned is the deeper I'm willing to go within myself and face off with all of my demons, my shadows, like doing, doing the deep work, uh, quick, versus holding it off the wider my capacity to receive expands mm. and if you work with me you've heard me say this before the deeper i can go the deeper i'm willing to go the wider my capacity to receive mm. expands simultaneously not when i go deep i have to hit pause and everything else my business my life my relationships nope I only believe that when I go deeper, my palm tree goes grows taller and wider, taller and wider mm. at the same time because there is no stop button. There is no pause, like real pause button. There's a mm. pause to do the work, but you keep the momentum going. So that's what I want to remind people with is, is how can you allow yourself to maybe unlearn a belief that in order to go deep and face my shadows and my demons, all the things that are keeping me back from expanding, that I cannot believe that when I do that, that happens. Mm. Not when that happens, then I go and do that. When this happens, this happens simultaneously, nonstop, all the time. Mm. Really good. Yeah. Well, do you have any questions for me before we close down and uh, let you get on with your... Let me ask you a question. Hmm. What's us this for to mirror this back? What do you think is something that the audience would be really surprised to hear about me or shocked? Like, Ooh. wait, what? You can go to, anywhere with this to hear about yeah. you because I do share a lot, but what's something that you're like, Oh, they probably don't know this about Taylor. Hmm. Oh man, just in general or like business wise? Probably business wise. Like, uh, yeah, or in general, anything in general, whatever comes to mind first. Whatever comes to mind. That's all the same, anyways. I don't know if, uh, I think this one is like, it's business and it's kind of, um, personal, but I think they might not know this about you. Is that like when you're in your flow state in your office, you, you, you're a, uh, you're you're a you're a troll <laughs> like you're you're a mean sucker like i had a feeling you were gonna go there like like samantha and i sam kazooch to a friend <laughs> of mine we were having this conversation and we both realized we do the exact same thing and i wonder how many other women listening are going to end up dming me and being like 
I am also yeah, an you, evil you're, troll. You're like a give them an example of what this means for people who are like, yeah, what you're the like fuck? A, a great light outside of that, but man, you are you're <laughs> don't interrupt me. You're like a, <laughs> in my office. Yeah, you're like a vicious little freaking troll. Yeah, like you're like a little bridge troll here's the example of like i'm in my office i'm writing my book or creating something or working like in my flow state and if my door happens to be open because i forgot to close it and he even comes near and like breathes and just stands there and stares women what do you want you know what i'm talking about when like our our partner just like comes and like stands there and you're in your creative flow and you're just like, what the actual fuck do you want? Like you've now, you're a Zoom link. What happens at that moment? You've turned into a Zoom link and the Zoom link. It's so fucked up. Takes me out of my flow and link. I will lose my but, oh, shit. But, but when she comes to my fucking office, you better believe <laughs> I better be like, you can't be me. I better be like a little puppy dog. Just like look right at the door. Yes. Love. What do you need? It's very true. Yeah. It's yeah. very true. So, so I would say that's one thing. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's any uh, women who also can relate to this, come to get me yeah, and John or Johnny and yeah. be like, I lose my shit at my partner too. Yeah. When they interrupt me in my flow state, like I am Kali, I turn into Kali, like you're yeah. dead to me. Wow. Yeah. That's one thing you guys probably don't know. And now you know about her, but I deal with that on a regular basis. Now I just, I've learned when I close the door, unless like your arm got chopped off, that door's closed. Do not bother me. I'm just going to like pop open the door the next time and just throw a water balloon at your face. And There's like little mail inserts. Just like throw a, throw a note. Fuck che- you. Fuck be you. like, check yes or no. If you can speak. And then what would come back is be like, go, fu- go die. Go fucking die. <laughs> I would never say that. No, you wouldn't. Sure. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. All right. Well, this was a fun episode, my love. Thank you for letting me question you and grill you on your own show. Yeah. And my show. This is really good. Thanks. And to everybody listening, we truly appreciate you guys, and so grateful for you guys listening to both of Mm -hmm. these podcasts. And not only that, if you guys do appreciate them, make sure you hop over to Spotify and Apple and give us five-star reviews on both. Let everybody know what you like. If you don't like them, go over to Your Too Much podcast and (laughs) complain about it there. If you know, you know. If you (laughs) know, you know. know. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Take a screenshot of this and share it on your stories. If you loved it, tag Johnny and I. Let us know if you resonated with this. If you needed this message, pay it forward. Share the link. All the things. Love you all. Talk to you on the next episode. Love, peace, and chicken You love that voice so much. (laughs) Bye.